are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are we having any fun yet? It's Locked On Dolphins, Victory Monday, Kyle Krabs, your host, and Woo Nelly, 34-31 victory over the Arizona Cardinals. We have so much to get into with this football game, with this football team. 5-3 and three on the season, equaling their 2019 win total in eight games, and the way in which they have done it just continues to rock your socks. Also will rock your socks, by the way, Built Bar. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. What in the hell is in the water down here in South Florida, guys. Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavaloa, first of all. Everybody's going to want to talk about Tua, and I get it. He was spectacular. He was everything you possibly hoped, dreamed, and wished the number 5 overall pick would be for a quarterback-starving franchise in his second start, especially after the first start, in which so much, and it became so apparent when you studied how the Dolphins approached this football game, they said, we're not going to let Aaron Donald wreck our game plan. We're not going to let Aaron Donald put the Rams on short fields because he got it on the first play of the game. We played it close to the vest. Impossible to evaluate the Miami Dolphins offense and Tua Tagovailoa based off the Los Angeles Rams game. You want to evaluate Tua Tagovailoa? You want to evaluate the Miami Dolphins offense? Do it now. Go watch him play the Cardinals. 34 points, seven of them came on the defensive side of the fall because Brian Flores has these guys on some Space Jam secret sauce every week. These guys are killers on the defensive side of the football. Emmanuel Agba, first Miami Dolphin since Cameron Wake to log a full sack in five consecutive football games. Strip sack, Shaq Lawson picks it up. Credit to Shaq Lawson for the patience to scoop and score. Jumped on top of the Cardinals early. The Dolphins needed it after they went three and out to start the game. Guys, this, none of it, let's be completely honest. None of us as fans of the Miami Dolphins are built to watch games like that and have our sanity at the end of the football game. But you've got a coach and a quarterback and a team who are built for that moment for those football games. And that's how you come out on top after you're outscored 14 to nothing in the third quarter. When you're backed up inside your own 10-yard line with a rookie quarterback in his first career road game, and they go 10-11 plays 93 yards down the field, and he does not throw an incompletion on the drive. And he shakes Buda Baker on third and four out of his jock. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a little juiced about this football game. And I'm recording on Monday morning. I could have recorded this last night, but I would have just screamed incoherently into the microphone for 30 minutes and hung up. And that's what you would have got. So I tried to let the dust settle. But now that we're here, now that I'm talking about the game with each and every one of you, that was a special win. That was the kind of football game. You guys remember they played the Saints in primetime back in the early 2010s. Dolphins winning the game throughout the entirety of the game. Game gets away from them. Drew Brees was in their heyday. They end up scoring, taking a lead. 
Complete and total meltdown for the Dolphins. 24-17 lead at halftime. Cardinals come out, score 14 unanswered. Kyler's unstoppable with his legs. Arizona stays aggressive. They go for a couple fourth downs. The one was nonsense. It was not DPI on Xavier Howard. We'll get to Xavier here later in the show. And then you have the penalty on the ensuing kickoff. So you've gone from up 24-17 to down 31-24, starting at your own seven-yard line. And then they go run-run to start the drive, and you say, oh, Lord, have mercy, here we go. They're going to go three and out. They're going to give the ball back to Kyler. It's going to get away from him because how many teams, how many times have we seen a Dolphins game follow that exact same script? You're up, up, up. The other team counter punches, and you have nothing. Not this Dolphins football team. They came back to a magic on that drive, and it felt like the first touchdown drive that they had to go up 14-7. to They had that beautiful uh, double fake screen uh, to Durham Smythe up the middle. It, it really felt as though everybody kind of collective exhale Sigh of relief. Two was efficient on the drive. And then we move forward. And that's what we saw the Dolphins do in their entirety. Is once that first drive really got moving offensively, they go the full length of the field. Okay, we're going to settle in. Now, defensively, Dolphins entered the game. Top scoring defense in the NFL. That did not maintain itself against Kyler Murray. And, and that was to be expected. We expected Ben don't break. We expected the Cardinals to end up scoring points. They did. But when the Dolphins needed to put their foot down and make some plays, they did. Zach Sealer, fourth down, point of attack. Stacks the Cardinals' offensive line, helps create the tackle for loss that turns the ball over on downs, sets the Dolphins up to win. But how about Byron Jones stepping up and cracking Kyler Murray on the third down run? The Dolphins, if they would have played any quarterback not named Kyler Murray, they probably had five, six sacks yesterday. Xavier Howard, the penalties were... The first one was bad decision. He's in great position against DeAndre Hopkins. Ends up riding him out of bounds. The ball's in play. If he got his head around back inside, you know, he might have scored. Or he might have intercepted that football. But it is what it is. You take the ups and the downs, the good goods with the bats. When you're defending an elite wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, you do not let him beat you. You task the peripheral players with getting the job done. Christian Kirk, tip the cap to Christian Kirk. And Byron Jones said that himself. He said, that dude's pretty fast. I should have got on my horse a little quicker than what I did on the 53-yard touchdown. Byron Jones, brother, I believe, I believe with all of my heart, you're going to get an interception this year because you should have had one that got pulled away from you. We said coming into this week, tight ends are not a factor for this Cardinals offense. You know who scored two of the touchdowns for the Cardinals? They're tight ends. That's because the Dolphins did a really good job taking away so many of the other usual suspects for the Cardinals offense. The ground game, 
outside of Kyler. 37 attempts, 178 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. Kyler had 11 for 106. Chase Edmonds featured ball carrier 25 for 70. And it got to that point in the second half of that football game where you said, okay, if you're going to give the ball to Chase Edmonds on any play, we're going to take it because that is effectively you flushing a down down the toilet, Cliff Kingsbury. That's what you saw. Man, where do we even start, guys? We said big picture view. Dolphins are five and three. Dolphins currently own the seventh and final spot in the AFC playoff seating. Uh, the Colts lost. The Browns were off. The Dolphins moved past them. Both in the standings are tied with the Raiders, who are currently the sixth seed after beating the Los Angeles Chargers, Miami's opponent, next week. You look at the strength of schedule moving forward. Brian Flores and the Dolphins, they're not going to hear anything all week other than Chargers, 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 and rightfully so. But we, on the outside, do have the luxury of looking at the bigger picture view because what I said when we made the quarterback change was if you go 500, if you split against the Rams and Cardinals and then go 3-1 and one over the next three games, or four games, you're in great shape to position yourself to have a winning record, potentially sneak into the playoffs. Forget that. Forget that noise. I'm not going to fall into the same trap that all these pundits do about the Miami Dolphins. Sat here and watched pundits across all the major networks go 1-for-17 on picks in Dolphins-Cardinals. How many times are these guys going to sleep on this team before they wake up? This was the game I wrote this for USA Today's Dolphins Wire. I wrote this earlier last week. I said, week nine is the barometer for the Dolphins. If the Dolphins go to Arizona amid everything else that's happening, and they win that football game to move to five and three, week nine is the benchmark, not the home win against the Rams. Here's what I wrote. Dolphins are hitting the road in Week 9 to face a completely different kind of quarterback in Kyler Murray. Murray is the kind of passer that has traditionally given the Dolphins fits. Those that can extend plays and create with their legs have had their way with the Dolphins for quite some time. The battle with Arizona will feature a clash between the NFL's top-scoring defense in Miami and the NFL's most productive offense in yardage, Arizona. And Miami, winners of three in a row, will have to battle complacency too. Can a Dolphins team that has been a winner not been a winner for a long time, keep themselves grounded enough to string together their fourth win in a row. If they can, then it is time to buy this team as a playoff threat, not only a playoff contender or a team that can maybe make a run. But if the Dolphins go to Arizona, avoid lulling themselves into false securities and stuff up the Cardinals offense to, to win in Week 9, that will be the next benchmark cleared for the Dolphins, one that will allow us to stop forecasting them with optimism and hesitancy, but instead with confidence confidence. So the Dolphins down a couple running backs. See Preston Williams go out in the first half of this football game. Down five assistant coaches on the sideline. Outscore the Cardinals 10-0 in the fourth quarter and game management and coaching deserve such a big amount of credit for this win for the Dolphins. Why? Let me take you to the final possession of the first half of this football game. The Dolphins 
were leading at the time 21 to 17. And they forced the Cardinals' only punt of the day after a three and out. Cardinals go three and out in a minute and four seconds. This drive started with a minute and 50 seconds left in the first half. Cardinals go three and out. Dolphins take over possession at the 36-yard line thanks to a 10-yard return from Jakeem Grant on the punt with 46 seconds left. Miami owns one timeout. Tua hits Grant for 16. We go no huddle. We go quick. We're at the 48. Tua is sacked for a six-yard loss. Dolphins take their timeout. Tua gets the ball down to Patrick Laird, who runs for 17. They try to do shotgun run, knowing that they're going to have time to clock. They want to get the ball lined up in the, where Jason Sanders is going to want to kick it. They're going to try and make it a little closer. We almost fumble. Dolphins clock the ball with three seconds left, kick a 56-yard field goal to, to pull three points just before the half, when with less than a minute left and one timeout, you're at your own 36-yard line. Cardinals had the ball with a minute and 50 left. Defense made a couple plays to get the ball back. Offense made two chunk plays in the passing game to steal three points before the half. Three points was the margin of victory in this football game. There were additional coaching decisions that proved to be winning moves, but if you're looking for a winning move for yourself this winter, when it comes to staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. So make a winning move for yourself and get yourself an Echelon. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, mirrors, rowing machines, and all their new Stride Smart treadmills. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members work out all at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. Second half of this football game. Obviously, Cardinals make the run. Dolphins, Tua creates magic on the, the tying drive in the fourth quarter. But from there, the Dolphins managed to ice this football game in crunch time. Team went five plays, eight yards. Team takes over after the missed field goal, which defensively, the Dolphins bowing the back their way that they did. You can put some of that on Cliff Kingsbury for choosing to give Chase Edmond two plays on first and second down once they got in the field goal range and coaching scared. But nevertheless, the Dolphins, Jordan Howard over the middle for eight yards. Jordan Howard over the middle for one yard. Minute and five seconds left. Third and one from the 48-yard line, the Dolphins 48, midfield. Cardinals have exhausted their final timeout. This is big. The Dolphins take Tua Tungvaloa, they put him under center, and they sneak it. And they sneak it to ice the football game, and from there they are able to run out the clock. 
Short yardage has not been a strength of the Dolphins. Running the football has not been a strength for the Dolphins. But on first down, Miami cooked up an eight-yard game. Game management, game situation. Coaching staff deserves credit for having the answers in crunch time to get the job done, which they did. You guys want to talk about Tua Tungvaloa a little bit? It's 10 in the morning, but it's Victory Monday. All right. Don't worry, it's pre-workout. Tua Tungvaloa finished this game 20 of 28 passing, 248 yards and two touchdowns, plus an additional 35 yards on the ground. And it wasn't just a stat line. It was the response in the moment. This is what we talked about when we talked about all the pressure of Tua getting into the Dolphins offense when they were 3-3 three and three and they make the quarterback change and blah, blah, blah. And the larger point was, well, Tua's first major starting experience was halftime of the national championship game as a true freshman against Georgia down two scores. There's not going to be a moment that's too big for Tua Tungvaloa. So Tua comes in, he feels like the training wheels kind of get rattled off there on the first long touchdown drive. Dolphins had scoring drives in this football game of 10, 8, and 8 plays. And they all went 75 yards or more. That's tremendous. I've been charting every snap of the Dolphins' season offensively thus far, diagramming the plays, making notes, doing data collection so that we can get to the end of the season and we can really look effectively at what the Dolphins like to do in certain situations and how they can better improve themselves in those spots. This is going to be one hell of a fun game to chart. Cam Wolf from ESPN, terrific beat writer for the Dolphins. He had an update at the end of the game. When the Cardinals rushed Tua Tungvalu with four or less players, he was 13 of 14 for 178 yards on a touchdown. 93% completion, according to Cameron Wolf, the second best by a rookie with 10-plus throws over the last 15 seasons with fewer and fewer rushers. In the first half, Tua was one of five for five yards and a sack taken with five-plus rushers when they blitzed him. Tua started vibing in the second half. He started seeing these blitzes. The Cardinals started bringing outside linebacker and nickel corner and rotating coverage, bringing guys off from the B level of the defense from way outside. Well, that's why the Dolphins play the kind of offense that they do, where they space the freaking field. So if you want to bring that nickel defender from three yards outside the hash, be my freaking guest. Because by the time you get to the line of scrimmage, the ball's out and it's right where you left from. And that's what you saw Tua do because in the second half, he finished the second half of this game against the Blitz. He was 6 of 8 for 65 yards on a touchdown. Ball placement, immaculate. There's still some things to improve upon. The screen that got called for intentional grounding, which in my opinion was nonsense, is very clear and it's a routine play. You don't have to put it at the freaking feet 
of the back to avoid a grounding call. Otherwise, we'd see intentional grounding on screen passes every single week in the NFL on throwaways. Refs in general had a terrible game on both sides. You know, I got some comments from Cardinals fans. How much did you pay the, the refs off in this game? Okay, let's go back and look at the pass interference y'all called on Xavier Howard on fourth down with the offsetting penalties. Because Xavier Howard has his face to the ball, addressing the football in midair, and DeAndre Hopkins jumps over his back as Xavier's trying to catch the ball, and they call it DPI on Xavier Howard. Spare me with the bad calls in Miami's favor. The throwaway situation looked like a miscommunication. Thank goodness the defender stepped out of bounds, did not reestablish himself inbounds, was unable to complete the turnover in what would have been a crippling mistake. But the mobility, the reaction within the pocket, excuse my French, that's the kind of shit you saw at Alabama that made you say, oh, wow, this dude's special. And we saw it against Arizona. Once he kind of got comfortable and he started cooking and he just he went out there and played. The energy and the vibe of the offense was different. This is a flawed football team. This is not a perfect football team. This is not a well-rounded football team in all phases right now. There's still warts on this roster and they're going to run into the wrong kind of matchups and the Dolphins are going to lose some football games the rest of the way. But I like their chances a hell of a whole lot more to win more than they lose the rest of the way. I like their chances a hell of a whole lot more over the next four games. We said with this six-game stretch, I said I was hoping for four and two. Well, now you're two and zero in this four-game stretch. And you got four games where you host the Chargers coming across the country who can't buy a win right now. They play really close football games, and I would expect the same thing this weekend against the Chargers. They've lost six games by 24 points. It's going to get dicey. It's going to be close. Justin Herbert is far performing everybody's expectations, including my own and me with my work over at the Draft Network. I'm a top 12 player in the class. I love Justin Herbert coming out. I would have been perfectly fine if the Dolphins chose to invest in him. But I did have Tua Tagovailoa rated higher as a prospect than Justin Herbert. And getting these two guys on the same field is going to be fun. Just like watching Kyler and Tua go at each other's throats was fun. It's even more fun when you win the game, which is something we don't know a lot about right now. But we're learning. Miami finally won a close game. Sit here and blow all these teams out. Get a close game in, in your lap, and of course, you win the one at on the road that you've really got no business winning. Arizona was coming off the bye at home. Miami's got to travel across the country. They're shorthanded with coaches, wide receivers, and running backs. Still won the game? Let's go! We're going to have a great week this week. I can feel it. If you're looking to have a great week, you should also look into Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. We're talking 200 calories per bar, 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 different flavors, one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. These things are delicious. They also come in very handy in tightly contested Miami Dolphins games when you're anxiously eating, which I do. 
I may or may not have had two built bars in the second half of last night's game. Not because I was hungry, but because they're delicious, but also because I was anxious. You could go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. So visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% off, and you too can anxiously eat Built Bars watching Dolphins dubs. The Miami Dolphins have won four straight football games for the first time since 2016. Uh, that season, the Dolphins ended up winning six consecutive football games before they got blasted by the Baltimore Ravens. The good news is the Baltimore Ravens aren't on the schedule this year. Unless we play them in January. The Buffalo Bills won. Let's take a little swing around the AFC. It's it's worthwhile discussing the playoff picture on both the divisional front and the wildcard front because right now the Dolphins are not just in the hunt. They're in a playoff spot. Dolphins on pace for 10 wins this season at 5-3 and three at the midway point, which is the Dolphins' best record through eight games since 2014 under Joe Philbin. The Bills hung almost 50 points on the Seattle Seahawks. They did win. They moved to 7-2, and two, which means Miami's a game and a half behind the Buffalo Bills with a game left to play. It stinks. That's whatever. You wish it wasn't the case. The Dolphins, next four football games, home against the Chargers, at the Broncos, at the New York Jets, home against the Cincinnati Bengals. If you go 3-1 and one in this stretch of football games, guys, we are looking at 8-4 and four with four to play. And you play the Bills, you play the Patriots, and you play Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders. It'll all be out in front of you. One week at a time. But as things currently stand, Cleveland at 5-3, and three, Indianapolis uh, offensively could not cook against the Baltimore Ravens. They have a great defense there in Indianapolis. They will be a team to watch, but they are only a game behind the Tennessee Titans, who are 6-2 and two at the AFC South. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. They're 8-1, and 7-1, whatever it is. I think they're 8-1. I don't think they've had a bye. Pittsburgh is 8-0. They still have to play the Buffalo Bills. That's good news for the Dolphins. Somebody will lose that football game. It's an opportunity to make up some ground. Miami from the North plays the Bengals. Great. We got them in a month. Let's hope we're healthy. That is something to watch for the Dolphins is getting some of these skill players back. Preston Williams left the game with a foot sprain. X-rays were negative. That's good news. But can he play? Presumably we'll be getting Lim Bowden Jr. back. Presumably Antonio Callaway will be able to be elevated. We do have to watch Jakeem Grant. He disappeared for a stretch of last night's game as well. Uh, some kind of, I don't know if it was cramping or what, but that's always been the book and the concern on Jakeem is durability. And he was forced into a more prominent role and he performed well, but for whatever reason, he missed some time throughout the, the course of the game. So that's something to watch. Dolphins have to get healthy at the skill positions. The trade deadline is passed. There, there's no reinforcements coming. We got to make the most of what we got. We got to ride with what we got. Devontae Parker really flipped the switch once Preston Williams went out. Preston Williams had a much better football game this week than he did last week. Mike Gusecki caught a couple of really nice passes, including one in which a dude was hauling him down by his horse collar as he was receiving the football. Tip of the cap all the way around. Coaching staff, Brian Flores said that himself in the postgame. Complete team organizational win, not just offense, not just defense, not just special teams. 
a lot of people, more than the players on the field, contributed to this Dolphins win. And that's what makes it special. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it different than what we've been used to for so long. I hope you guys are jazzed about this win, man. Five and three. Eight games left to play. An easily digestible group of... You still have to go out and execute every single week. And the Dolphins are by no means in a position to turn your nose up to anybody and say, oh, we got it in the bag. No, you got to show up every single week. You have to. And that's the thing for the Dolphins to have a guy like Mac Holland show up and catch a, a red zone fade for his first career catch as Miami Dolphin in the end zone to tie the football game. You see that dude arise and make a big play. Salvin Ahmed led the team in rushing, never taken an NFL snap before today, before yesterday. He had a tight ends coach on the sideline working as the proxy quarterbacks coach because the quarterbacks coach was in COVID protocol. All hands on deck, but you got to show up and perform every single week. And the good news is because Brian Flores is running this operation, you expect that to happen. You can't expect them to win every single game, but you expect this team to be ready to rumble when the cards are down. Hope you're ready to rumble. Tomorrow's Power to the Pod. It's your show, your topics, your questions, all things that pertain to the Miami Dolphins. Leave a review on the show this morning. Tweet at LockedOnFins with a PH with the hashtag Power to the Pod in your question or feedback, and we will tackle it all. Kyle Krabs, fins up, 5-3. and three. Go Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.